Welcome, everybody, to Funeral Nation, episode 254. That is Jeff, the Funeral Commander Harbison. I am Ryan Thogmartin, and we are back from Baltimore in NFDA 2022. Yeah, back from uh, the Super Bowl. You know, everything's settled. Everybody's got their uh, suitcases unpacked, as far as I know. I still have some junk that has to be cleared out. And, uh, how, hey, you know, I didn't ask you, how was the re-entrance after the cigar party? Was it as bad as the last time? It was not. You know, being outside, uh, I didn't I didn't Im- Im- embody the full smell. It, w- it was still there, but uh, everything went smoothly, and I was able to derobe and get it all in a sealed bag before anybody woke up. So Awesome. So they I will say this, though, about the cigar party. The C&J Financial Kicks and Sticks Cigar Party is a highlight for me. Uh, lit- I mean, not just because, look, I don't smoke or drink, so I'm not there, but to connect and have community, and it's valuable. You guys bring out everybody and anybody, and it's great conversation and good connection. Yeah, and what's interesting is that environment uh, was non-intrusive, and so you have people from all walks of our business there, from small funeral home owners to people who are executives with big companies, and everybody just interacting, and it was really nice, yeah, and it, it seems to grow and take a life of its own each year, and so kudos to Jamie and, of course, Jackie Hood, who did so much work for it. And it was an outstanding gathering. I have to throw this out too that the uh, ASD party was yes. a bomb. Y'all just it did a wonderful it. job there, and certainly one of the first families in our business. And I just, I just think they're a classy group and always do a great job. Yeah, it was such a cool uh, venue that they had it into the history of industry museum, and gosh, fifty years for ASD. Like, it's good people. Good family, great business. Yeah, we were talking before starting the uh, record about our experience there. So, Ryan, what is your takeaway from NFDA after you return home back to work? It was solid. Um, for us as a company, this was our most productive NFDA. Uh, great connections, uh, tons of good conversations, and obviously scheduled meetings, but you know, then, then booth traffic was, was phenomenal. Um, we stayed jamming the entire time. So I don't know if attendance was what was projected or what they wanted. I I felt a little light, but the traffic and the quality of traffic was phenomenal. I absolutely agree with you that, you know, when first you hear Baltimore a couple of years ago that we're going there, and that's not exactly one of the great destinations for travel in the U.S. And I say that compared to a New Orleans or to Disney or to Vegas or Nashville. You know, Baltimore just doesn't have that big draw. And at first I'm like, ah, but it, does, it did have a good drive in, you know, drive to. And the attendance, again, I'm not sure the number, but I concur with you that the quality of the people there, the time on the floor, the interest was outstanding. It did yeah, a really it nice job. 
Uh, it was a little chilly for the uh, Foundation Golf Tournament. <laughs> yes, it was. You and I played in that, and it was a balmy 37 degrees when we teed off. So uh, an hour frost delay getting that event going. So, yeah, I was, uh, you know, being a, a fellow Arizonian now, like like you are, um, I, I have shed a lot of my cold golf gear. So I was you know, kind of rummaging through that pro shop at the course to try to find a insulated vest and jacket and stocking cap and all the things, but uh, ended up okay. It was a great course. It was a great course, great fun. You know, it's been a long time since I hit uh, balls on a driving range that had ice on them. That's right. That's right. Uh, And I was shivering like a dog trying to pass a pine cone. I'm telling you, I was dying. I am, <laughs> I am not a cold weather guy. And it was just, I don't say brutally cold because our friends in the Northeast and up around the, the belt will say, oh, that's not cold. Guys out there with shorts on going, hey, yeah, this is great. This is a spring day. I'm like, yeah, well, yeah. dude, you need to move. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You're, you're missing out on life. So, so going back to the uh, Baltimore convention, uh, I think that the attendance may not have been overwhelming. But the concentration of people there and the flow into the expo and just the overall vibe was really positive. Yeah. I, we stayed at a hotel that was one of the, the uh, I guess, convention hotels. It was lively. There were people afterwards always at the bar. And so, you know, once again, I think that the NFDA staff pulled off a really good convention that I just have no qualms about. No, I think they did as well. And, you know, there's something interesting about it not necessarily being a destination place was the fact that there really wasn't anything else to do but to go to the expo. So I think that did help with with traffic. Um, You know, we tend to draw more people when we're in a Las Vegas, but we also lose a lot of people to Las Vegas versus the the exhibit. So, um, you know, I the majority okay so this was massively different feedback than what we got from iccfa uh so you know as as you and i you know have a lot of connections with our fellow suppliers i haven't talked to a single supplier that didn't have a great conference at nfda and and the consensus is the same quality of conversation was great booth traffic was phenomenal not sure it felt a little bit light on attendance but didn't matter because the amount of connections and leads that were made were were valuable so um you know i think we all can can agree with that nfda did another uh great job and and you know it's nfda is one of those things where you got to be there you got to be there to network you got to be there to engage if you're not there it's like you don't exist um and you know it continues to every year be where we make some of the best connections so it, it is a, a valuable place to be I agree. And, you know, I always learn something new or see something that's coming out that someone thought of that no one else did. So from that perspective, Ryan, what did you see that caught your eye? Well, a couple different things. Um, There were three big splashes made in the charitable donation arena. Our friends at charity box, who you and I are, are big fans of, uh, Tyler and Toby or, or, or Toby and, and Mike there, Mikey, um, what they've got with their kiosk, phenomenal. 
Um, there was another company there, Generous, that that is doing something with uh, connecting funeral homes to to charities for for giving. And then Funeral One even built into their website platform uh, charitable contributions. So a lot happening on that. But I think the the winner on the charitable side right now just love what the charity box is doing you know we talked about them after icdcfa where they just they kind of showed up and said hey this is our idea now at nfda they had a working kiosk model and are actively uh beta testing with funeral homes um in the midwest and and creating a pretty substantial amount of traction uh as they move forward i agree with you and you know, another buzzword going around, <clears throat> I heard a lot or at least ran across is aftercare, mm -hmm. that I think the aftercare is now moving beyond having a pizza party once a month, you know, but <laughs> in, in actuality, you know, you think about a family spending eight to $15,000 for a funeral, that's a big expense. That's right. Why would you not stay in touch with that co customer in some form or way? that benefits the customer and the funeral funeral home. Agreed. We're seeing lots of those out there. And of course, my hat's off to our friends at uh, Full Circle Aftercare. I love what they do and how they do it, simply because they actually work through the process. And there is, there's a lot of new digital type asset companies that are coming in. And I just think that, you know, as we progress down the road if we went back and i've i've got to do this i'm gonna see if anthony can provide it for me it'd be wonderful to do an analysis of the year that we started funeral nation who was at our roll call who was there who was not and what is emerging now as a trend yeah well one thing we know for sure we've seen a massive amount of acquisition on the supplier side that is you know, cut down on some of the, the number of booths that, that are there. Uh, you know, some of those consolidated companies are all under one massive booth. Uh, so there's been a lot of a lot of shakeup on that side. And again, there were still rumblings. There's a lot of private equity money walking around uh, NFDA and, and conversations about acquisition on on the supplier side and obviously on the on the funeral home side. So that's still a, a I feel like if there's one word that has been a buzzword from day one of Funeral Nation, it's been acquisition. There's there's just a lot happening. And I don't, you know, the people that we talk to that are on that side of the business, it doesn't seem to be slowing down for the next few years. No, in fact, I had a uh, interview today with a company that um, represents a company, uh, acquisition type company private equity, and they're getting ready to come into the business. Uh, I'm not at liberty to say which sector they're in yet, though. However, the point being is, as you said, the funeral profession is going to look significantly different uh, three years from now, as it did when we started seven years ago. So on our 10th anniversary show, that's what we'll do. We'll go through and look at all the big changes and mergers. Yeah, and, you know, large, large family funeral homes are uh, that used to be a staple and revered are now being sold uh, for long term rather than keeping that a private business and family. Yeah. And, you know, I don't see the math. I have seen some of it in the past. 
it makes so much sense. Why, if you were able to put generational money into your bank account, would you try to, you know, work yourself to death, hoping that this thing continues to increase? And as you and I've talked about it, in the funeral profession, I'll be long gone more than likely. You'll still be here because you're just a kid. <laughs> but on. you give it another another 30 years, this is going to look completely different. Excuse me. Yeah, no, you're you're right. You're right. There's a lot. There's a lot of shakeup and a lot of private equity money coming into the business, and I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Um, I, I think it creates new opportunities uh, all the way around. So it, it's it's exciting time. We said that before, and we'll say it again. It's an exciting time to be a part of death care. Sure, it is. And so next year we're in Las Vegas. Is that right? That's right. And it's going to be September, so that's a little earlier than we typically. Yeah, run. it's going to be interesting because ICCFA is later. It's in May, and NFDA is earlier in September. So there's not going to be that big. That that'll be interesting without that almost six month gap in between to see what that does on the uh, the exhibitor side. Sure, and you know what you have to keep in mind. We've talked about it with uh, Barbara Chemist and her team at Cana. Yeah. They put on some really good uh, conventions. So I think this post-COVID convention for all of us from a, a supplier perspective and just from a funeral professional, seeing what's available, what's offered, the classes, everything has actually been elevated, doing a much better job, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I, you and I both attended Cana events this year, and I think that they've had some of the best education tracks hands down, just really good content. So we talked about that as well, but man, things are happening, moving, shaking. Uh, you know, you and I hear all the time when you tell people that you're in death care, they're like, oh man, I had a, I had a, a our barista tell me the other day, uh, man, that's gotta be really sad. And you know, there are sad things in this business that we see on a day-to-day -day basis, but it's exciting and it's fun. And there's impact that's being had on millions of families and positive, positive impact because of the things that suppliers and funeral homes partner together on. So it's a, it's a I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see where this convention uh, idea elevates or moves backwards. As we said, we've had some positives, Yeah. but you and I've had some, you know, offline discussions, ideas, you know, I, I have an idea that we should have a convention with two separate, almost two separate floors. One would be open at a ballroom, like at a hotel, much smaller, a little more intimate. And then the regular expo floor, the smaller one should be open to the public, where we mm -hmm. actually have educational, uh, educational forums in there. The public can come in and look at purses and caskets and fluids and you know, talk to pre-need folks, we should ex expose ourselves more and make more open to the public. Anyway, we'll see what that happens maybe in the future, just as an idea. That's but we're closed off now. You teed it up. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, I, I'm sure I'll get some more mail. Isn't that <laughs> right, my, my fellow Dingleberry, right? That's right. That's right. Fire some arrows at us again. That's all right. We can handle it. Yeah, bring it on. So anyway, Ryan, um, how about we close this one down and take a look at what we're going to do for next week? Yeah, uh, 
there's a lot of stuff on the docket. We've got a new documentary launching in death care that uh, a couple documentaries coming out, possibly one we're going to interview. Lots of things happening. Um, we're going to get the guys from Charity Box on here to give us an update of what's been happening since the convention. And you and I got a lunch meeting tomorrow about uh, a new product and service that that's launching. So lots of things moving and shaking. So make it sure is. You and you know, we want to have Lee on from down in Tampa. Yes. To take a look at their facility, this is speakeasy and what the future of funerals look like. So Perfect. again, if there's something you want us to look after, investigate or bring to you, let us know on Funeral Nation. We'll be more than happy to do it. Most people don't hang up the phone when we call, <laughs> believe it or not. Believe it or not. No, because I got to get all the hate out before they hang up the phone. So That's right. All right. Well, Commander, until next time, have a great effing week. Out here.